What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League podcast here on Fandrag Sports. My name is Sebastian Norton. With me is Polly Quistel. It is Thanksgiving, but even though it is Turkey Day, we are still recording this podcast. Elliot, though, he is not with us. He's stuck right now at dinner eating, I'm assuming, turkey. So, uh, Polly, how so, much? I, I pity him. How much turkey him. did you eat? I ate a substantial amount of turkey, boy. Let's not kid ourselves. Turkey sucks. Um, Thanksgiving's about everything else that you eat besides the turkey. Turkey is just the thing that we're like stuck. Turkey is like some somehow the turkey industry managed to convince all of us that we need to eat turkey every every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So this year's turkey landed at thirteen pounds, and we're five people. That's a lot. That's a lot. So uh, we're going to be eating turkey for a while. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it is. We're going to talk a little bit about what happened here in, you know, on Thursday, first and foremost, with Everton and Arsenal in the Europa League. We don't talk too much Europa League on this podcast, but when Everton lose heavily at home against Atalanta and when Arsenal lose, we got to talk about it. So the, well, the Arsenal the Arsenal loss we should have seen coming from a mile away because you know they got that big win over Spurs in the North London derby and I said it last show you know Arsenal are going like you know their next game they're gonna lose they're they're gonna lose one nil in their next game I just I deemed it uh I deemed it a loss to Burnley but really it should have been uh I should have been thinking about the Europa League and how they would lose that game. It is easy to forget the Europa League. It is. It, um, it is. So. so now time will tell whether I change my prediction from uh, Burnley 1-0 over Arsenal to Arsenal getting a win. Or a 1-1. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, Everton, they've been so poor throughout this whole season. And now... New York City, people. New York City. <laughs> this isn't even New York. <laughs> I'm, I'm, one of, I'm driving an Iowa and ambulance like yep. going by. <laughs> Always. Without a fail. Uh, yeah, so Everton's Europa League campaign reached a new low as they uh, suffered a 5-1 defeat to Atalanta at Goodison Park. Isn't it Atalanta? Isn't there an extra like... Atalanta. I feel like there's an extra TA as opposed to what you normally get from the American city. Mm, yeah, it's not Atlanta. It's Atta. There's an extra oh, okay. A. Okay, there's an it. extra A. All yeah. right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Either way, uh, I did not see this game because I was I was with family, but from what I saw on Twitter afterwards, and I'm not sure who said it, but it really encompasses exactly what the problem is with Everton. I think it was said by their caretaker manager, whoever that is, whoever picks the team. And what he said was, I told the players to go out there and, and give me a reason to not drop them from the team, you know, force me to start you. And and he said, and right now there's just too many of them that are forcing me to sit them on the bench. I mean, it is, it is really bad, and it's David Unsworth who's, you know, the caretaker manager. And, you know, he had a couple of, you know, pretty honest quotes here after the game. And, you know, the, he said, the goals we're conceding are really poor defensive goals. It's a team effort. We said that from the start. Tonight was not acceptable. And it really wasn't. You can't, 
I mean, five-one defeat at home, and you're shipping three goals in the last seven minutes. It 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 just like what like what is the problem? How did this happen? Because you know, like it it it's obviously not the manager because you know they sacked Ronald Koeman. You know, every time Leicester sacked their manager, somehow the players respond and, and they turn it around and they get better. That hasn't happened here. The players are the players are still terrible. Uh, most of these players were th- were there last year when Everton finished seventh. They brought in uh, Gilfie Sigurdsson, who is really good at being the good player on a bad team in the Premier League. You know, a bad team doesn't stop him from performing in this league, and he's not performing. No. They bring in Wayne Rooney, who we all know what his qualities are or lack, but nevertheless, we also know... They also brought him in more for his professionalism and his locker room presence and all that stuff, but that's clearly not having an effect. I mean, you cannot expect uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin to maintain his uh, his great form all season, but he's kind of really dropped off. Somewhere on the line, just no one on this team is performing, and it's it's odd. Yeah, it is odd, and the thing is, too, that I don't feel – you know, we've spoken about who's going to take over this team, and I don't think Unsworth is ready for this job. And they need to get someone in here soon who can try and light a fire under these players' butts. And then, you know, you might have to go out and spend again in January. They already went out and spend heavily, but they might have to go and spend more. Well, it's it, but that's also you need a manager in place, and once you get said manager, it's. Are you spending the players on the, you know, spend the money on the right players, not necessarily the best players? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that Herb Brooks and Miracle quote. Like, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. And that's what it is. You need to build a team and a team that functions cohesively under the same plan. And Everton right now just don't have that. And what's even more mind, something just tells me that something upstairs isn't going, isn't quite right. Because how have you not gotten a manager yet? You know, like you... You had people in, insinuate, all right, I'd be interested in this job, but instead you're focused on guys that, you know, like you're focused on guys that are employed. Like if you're Marco Silva or you're Sean Dyche, maybe Everton is deemed a bigger club than what you are at currently, but you're killing them in the table. Why would you leave in the middle of a, you're having a good season. Why would you leave that? Yeah, that's a move you make in the summer. Yeah. If, if you and, make it. And like why? What, what message does that send? Like, you know, like, oh, if if uh, Liverpool, if, if I left my team in the middle of the season where we're having a good season and, you know, what's to say if you go to Everton that, you know, if another club this is a bad example because they're such big rivals, but if, if a bigger club like Liverpool fired their manager and then they, they came calling, would you know, I would think, well, what if that happens? Then my manager's probably going to leave again. Yeah. Yeah, they're they gotta figure out something here. The team that's on the pitch right now is not getting it done, and you know we definitely saw that against Atalanta that they have a lot to work on. Their next game in the Premier League is on Sunday when they go to Southampton, so we'll see if they can at least get something out of that because they they are in a bad spot in the table as well. You know, coming into match day thirteen. They sit in 16th place. They only have three points ahead of West Ham, who's in the drop zone. I'm not. Here's the thing about that. I'm not worried about West Ham, like, figuring it out. (laughs) 
That's true. I mean, their their form is really poor, and so is West Brom, who you know just fired their manager. So they're yeah, they're lucky from that standpoint that there are teams below them that are doing even worse. I mean, like here's the thing: like if this doesn't sum up these three teams, it's like Crystal Palace. We knew coming into this season were going to be really bad, like Aston Villa bad from two years ago, and whoever finished last last year when we knew that that was going to be bad. We knew that was going to be Crystal Palace this year. And Crystal Palace, I have more faith in them putting it together and climbing out of the drop zone than West Ham or um, or West Brom or even Swansea all of a sudden falling off a cliff and falling into the drop zone. Mm-hmm. I still think those teams are more likely to get relegated than Everton. And Everton are a dumpster fire. They're like the Cleveland Browns of the Premier League right now. Oh, there we go. Yeah, if we take a look ahead, though, also, I mean, the only real big game this weekend, I would say, that's Liverpool-Chelsea. That's the late game on Saturday, 12.30 kickoff at Anfield. And, you know, it's uh, it's an important game for Liverpool. It's, it's still an important game for Chelsea, but it's, I feel like it's a crucial game for Liverpool. They have won three in a row after, you know, some questionable results. And, I mean, this is a... They're game, coming off a questionable result. Yes. I mean, a draw against Sevilla isn't bad, but another calamitous defensive breakdown yes. is. That's the problem. That's the problem. If if it was just a scoreless draw, I say they would be, you know, there's not too much to worry about. But just the way that they collapsed in against Sevilla, that's the problem. And this is a game where they will have to step up, show that they want to be in the fight for a top four finish. Because they can't really afford to lose to Chelsea here. I know it's still sort of early in the season, but but you... what do you think? What do you think Chelsea are going to do? Are Chelsea going to go into Anfield and attack them and try to pick off that weak spot, which is their defense, or would they take not the full extreme Jose Mourinho approach, but still a cautious, uh, make sure that we're that we're settled at the back approach? Uh, you know, defense at first, and let's, you know, try to get ahead at times to nick our goals rather than the full out. Or do you, do you just think that they say, like, hey, we have N'Golo Conte, like, we'll, we'll clean up those messes. No, I let's think, go and attack them. I think, you know, with I, I hold Antonio Conte as a very good manager, and I think that he's a good tactician that looks at their, their opponents and sees, like, okay, what do we need to do here in order to be successful? And I think if he takes a look at Liverpool and how how bad they are at defense a lot of times, then he should say, we're stepping on the gas. Like you said, they have N'Golo Kante that can sweep up behind. I would say just go for it. Just go for it. I mean, if they end up drawing or even losing while playing an attack, attack, attack-minded football in this one, I still think that's kudos to Chelsea in that case. Oh, well, yeah, I would... Mean- We've, we've had this discussion before, you know, like I'd rather it was four, three. Uh, and we, we discussed it after, after the uh, United Liverpool fixtures, I'd rather have like go for the win and come up with a loss than sit around and do everything possible to, to get a nil nil draw there. And it is Antonio Conte finds himself in a very luxurious position where he gets to try different things because of the fact that he has N'Golo Conte who can 
sweep up all those messes. Yeah, I mean that that's he's such a great player who does all the dirty work and allows the other, you know, star players to shine. And you know, Eden Hazard's been in pretty good form lately too. You know, Alvaro Morata scoring goals, so they have that attacking firepower. So I, I use it's it. Not even- just it's not even it. doing the dirty work. It's He does the dirty work for two... Like, Nemanja Matic does the dirty work, too. Mm-hmm. And Golo Kante does two people's worth of dirty work. Yes. Yeah, like, Matic is one guy who's really good at what he does. Kante is literally, like, two people. Yeah, I mean, he he is the best in that position since, you know, Claude Makalele, probably. I was, I was going to say Makalele. Yeah. I mean, Makalele had that same ability to just have this enormous work rate and allow star plays to do the stuff that you want to do, which is attack. Exactly. So it's a nice luxury for Antonio. Absolutely. So we'll see if he takes a look here at Klopp's side and say, you know, let's go for the juggler here. Liverpool. They're at this point. They're a wounded animal. Yeah. Oh, Oh God. And Chelsea, right? Chelsea. They're the English team. That's kind of getting screwed in the, uh, in the Champions League right now, if I'm not mistaken. I know as of as of uh, Tuesday, like in the live table, their prospect if the table stayed the way it was, their prospects of who they could draw in like the round of sixteen were not good. Yeah. I mean that's that's unfortunate sometimes. That's just how the how it goes. Well, that's the result of having five English teams and having four of them win the group. True. True. Yeah, we should say Manchester United, they lost one nothing to Basel. Late goal for Basel in that one. But they, they're still sitting at the top of the table and looking pretty good heading into the last game. So, and then Celtic-PSG. Did you catch any of this game? Uh, I know Celtic went up 1-0 and PSG said, ooh, that's cute. And then just, and then like took them out back and stole their lunch money. Yeah, pretty much. It was Celtic took an early lead, and then PSG like, oh, we're, we got to play this game. Okay, well, let's play this game. And then just thumped them 7-1. to one. Uh, So PSG, they've secured a spot already to get, together with Bayern Munich. That was already done I didn't done see the this. actual game because, like, God forbid it was on TV. But nope, mm-hmm. Facebook Live. Yep, with, Facebook with Live. three guys that aren't announcing the game. Yeah, oh, I, I don't know why they decided to do that, but... You know, it is what it is. I can um, tell you exactly why they decided to do that. Why did they decide to do that? To promote, like, their digital platform. Yeah, but <laughs> Facebook, Facebook Live, I mean, really? I know, it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's, it's also, it's just like, if you want to broadcast the game on Facebook Live, that's cool. Like, I mean, it's annoying because you still get all those freaking comments and, and thumbs up on the bottom yeah, of the screen. Oh, my God. But, like, just do the broadcast yeah. on Facebook Live. Like... There's, I don't want to do, like, I don't want to sit there and watch three guys watch this game. No, that's true. Because that's all it is. Like, yep. do the broadcast. Don't, don't give me Stu Holden and two other people sitting there talking and all of a sudden being like, ooh, that was a nice shot. You know, yeah. there's only one time I like to watch people watch the game, and that's uh, during the NCAA football, like, mega broadcast that ESPN does for the championship game, and you get to watch, like, they have that that one room of just ESPN personalities watching the game, and I'll watch them watch the game because like, they're one of them is usually really drunk, and it's usually people that aren't football people and like 
their actual conversation is pretty interesting because they talk about anything and everything. That's the only time. Yep. No, I totally agree with you there. Let's go into our scoring predictions. It's a Fast and Furious podcast here today. Polly, you're in the lead, 104 points. I don't know how that happened. I'm in second place, 83 <laughs> points. Paul uh, Elliot lasts with 73 points. So, I've yeah. ha- I've been having a very good calendar year of 2017. Yeah, because the is... year started with Elliot ahead of me, and I and I caught him. Yeah, no, that's true. First out. We have West Ham against Leicester on Friday. I'm going 2-0 to Leicester in this one. Did I steal your pick right away there? Yeah, and I'm debating changing it just to like give you guys a chance to catch up so it doesn't look like I'm playing defense. But I'm going to play defense and 2-0 because that's what I believe this score Yeah, that, that's totally <laughs> fine. Then we got Crystal Palace against Stoke. Wow, what a, what a matchup. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace is just so bad. I, I think they'll get a goal in this one, though, but 2-1 to one Stoke is my final prediction in this one. You stole my pick again, so I'll go 2-0 okay. to Stoke. 2-0 to Stoke. Yeah, that's... that's uh, I just Crystal Palace is so bad. Manchester United at home to Brighton. I got to give United the win here. 2-0. Uh, I didn't know it was up for debate. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, if you lose last minute to Basel, anything is possible. Yeah, but like we didn't. Yeah, but that's that was with our let's let's f around team. You know, Nemanja Matic didn't start. Pogba was number number ten. Ra- no Rashford, no yeah. Lukaku. Um, so I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go four nil, but I kind of don't think we'll hit the four. I I just see, I see this game going the way like those early season games did with the one slight thing is that Zlatan's going to play more than 10 minutes and that's mm. going to screw up all the offense so I don't think we hit the barrage of late goals that we were hitting early in the season or Zlatan scores a late hat-trick Who dude knows? I knows? mean from like so far when he comes into the game the team is just as dysfunctional as can be it's like first of all why you why you put in Zlatan and then after he said like oh I'll play number 10 and then you you put him in there and you send Romelu Lukaku out onto the right wing like what's the point of that yeah that was just weird take, just take Lukaku off. Like, yeah, that that no was really that strange. You like unless you're gonna play two up top, which you've been doing recently with Rashford and Lukaku. And uh, by the way, it's been working really well. Unless you're gonna play them both up top, like just put one on or the other. Yep. You you also earlier in the season said we can't rest Lukaku until Zlatan comes back. Well, Zlatan's back now. You can start resting him. It's about to get busy. It is about to get really, really busy. One game that I think can be sneaky good this weekend is Newcastle-Watford. And I'm going to give this one a couple of goals, actually. I'm going 3-2 to Watford. I'm going to go 2-1 to Watford. 2-1 to Watford. Sneaky good to Watford. Spurs play at home to West Brom. I mean, yeah, this one... I'm going for nothing Spurs in this one. You literally, I think I might start picking first for the rest, <laughs> for the rest of this because it's not a Tony Pulis side anymore. But you know what? Uh, you know what? Harry Kane, Deli Ali, they are not at 100 percent yet. And uh, Watford, they were embarrassed. West Brom were embarrassed last week. Not as embarrassing. So I'll go three now. Okay, not as embarrassing, but still. Still not good. Swansea at home to Bournemouth is a scoreless draw. Neither team playing particularly well. Um, give me... Jesus. 
We're stuck. Give me one one. One one. Okay. You know what? No, give give Bournemouth the win. Give okay. Bournemouth the win. Uh, one nil. One nil Bournemouth. Then we got Liverpool against Chelsea that late game on Saturday. Chelsea three, Liverpool one. It's actually amazing how many times you keep stealing my pick. <laughs> well, you can piggyback on that one. That's fine. No, I'll I'll go two nil. Two nil Chelsea. Yeah. Then Sunday, the early game, eight thirty kickoff. We got a weird thing here. So Sunday, you got one game kicking off at eight. Yeah, one game kicking off at eight thirty. One game kicking off at nine, and then one game at eleven. So that just means the oh the not oh that no you know why that's because Arsenal the Arsenal game is not supposed to get moved to Sunday, Mm. but it had to because of the Europa League. Yep. So that game, the first out, Southampton, Everton, that's on NBC Sports Gold. Then 9 a.m., Burnley against Arsenal on CNBC. And then Huddersfield, Manchester City on NBCSN at 11. If you don't have NBC Sports Gold yet, one, you're doing it wrong. Two, you're going to get screwed next week because I believe Chelsea, Liverpool, United, and Arsenal are all getting bumped for those midweek games onto NBC Sports Gold. Oof. That's that's rough. Okay, so Southampton Everton. Two 0 uh, Southampton. Okay. Getting my picks in before. There you go. <laughs> that that was smart. That was really smart. I'm gonna damn it. Okay, I'm going one nothing Southampton then. Yeah. One nothing. And then Burnley Arsenal. You I mean I think no, they they gotta bounce back from this, right? Ugh. Uh two to one Arsenal. I am a man of my word, and I am sticking to my guns. one no Burnley for two reasons. The first is exactly what I said, is Arsenal got that big win. Now they're definitely going to drop points to Burnley. Um, the other is because I was watching NBC, uh, uh, NBC Sports Goal, but Premier League News earlier this week, and they put up the form table for the last either six or seven games. Obviously, Manchester City are first in the table, Second in the table on current form, Burnley. Wow. I mean, it is impressive. So, They're sitting in, six, so in seventh this place. Is, this is as much a pick for Burnley as it is against Arsenal. <laughs> yep. I mean, Burnley doing really good things, and it's no wonder that Sean Dyche has been linked with other jobs. Then last, Huddersfield against Manchester City. Uh, plural. Other jobs. Yes, jobs. Oh, give me. Give me. 3 nothing City. Ah. <laughs> Give me four. Okay. We'll put four in. We'll put four in. Okay, so hopefully Elliot will get his picks in here. Before... Aaron Moore can't play in that game. Huddersfield is screwed. So, yeah, hopefully Elliot will get his picks in before the first game tomorrow. Otherwise, it's one nothing for the home team in all the games. You know what? Some weeks that's not such a bad option. That is true. That is very, very true. I picked up true. a lot of points a couple weeks ago with that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we'll talk to you again after the weekend. Until then. Also, we're both screwed because we only picked one draw. So this is going to be a week of draws. Yeah, that might very well be. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Polly is P. Questel. Elliot is Keats was better. Uh, enjoy Black Friday and the weekend, and we'll talk to you again. And remember, everything can be bought online. Everything can be bought online. Although I did go to a store today, and it wasn't too bad. Yeah, well, it's Thanksgiving. It's not Black Friday. I know, but it was they started early. You know, it's Black that. Friday just gets pushed 
know, earlier it's like when earlier. they put when they put Halloween stuff on the shelves in August, and I'm like, yeah. guys, it's still summertime. Yeah, no, pretty much. I mean, Amazon has been running Black Friday deals all week. Yeah, it's a, it's a pain. So let's, let's stay in our lanes, guys. Yeah, we'll see if something actually happens tomorrow, and then we got Cyber Monday coming up. So we'll talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye-bye.